Hey, Rob from Foot Traffic Coaching here. We're going to be bringing you some tips and information on the Ironman and Ironman 70.3 races in Taupo, information on the courses, things to do around town, and interviews with athletes and other people. So, hopefully you will pick up some information that might help you in your training and racing for these great events. So stick around, listen in. Okay, here we've got a great opportunity. I'm just here with Mike Riley, the voice of Ironman. And those of you that have been here before will recognise this voice. And those of you who will be the first-timers, you're going to hear throughout the day and most importantly at the finish line. So, just Mike, we're down at the performance bike tuning tent. Just tell us what's going on right here now. Well, it's, it's, it's not many people here yet, but I can <laughs> feel them coming. Yeah. Uh, I just set up my book sign for a book signing and it just fell down. The sign's so falling over. make sure I take care of that. We'll sort that out later. But I... Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love coming back here. This I realized when I, before I left, I started here in 2001, the same year Brownie Cameron won his first race. Random so I've been with him ever since. So You and Brownie, you go a long way back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> a few other athletes. <laughs> so you'll be at the performance bike tuning tent for the next few days? Yeah. yeah I've brought, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, over, Friday? Yeah, I brought over some books. So okay. I'll sign and sell. And what time are you going to be here? The 12 to 2 today, 12 to 2 tomorrow, and I think 12 to 2 Friday. But... When I did this in Ireland, uh, I sold out in two days, so okay, being quick. I brought about 90. Okay. That's all I could haul in my luggage of like 90 books. All right, that's good. Oh, well, you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll sell plenty here. Um, so, uh, you know, have a great call on the weekend, and we look forward to catch up with you again, and I'm sure these athletes that are listening are going to enjoy hearing your voice as I cross the finish line. Well, I like, people like talking about the history of triathlon, but I love yeah. what's going to happen on Saturday because so many dreams are going to come true yeah. and we all get to be a part of those dreams totally it's it's uh, lucky for us oh it's a privilege to have you here thanks so much thank you <laughs> all right let's figure this so i'm here with my good friend and uh bike mechanic extraordinaire ben marshall we've heard from ben before and if you've ever had bike problems at an ironman in new zealand you will know ben very well he's the lifesaver for people that are stressing out the days before a race and he's also the guy that if you get a flat tire in transition before the swim start and your tyres are fixed <laughs> when you get out of the water, it's because of this man. Anyway, Ben, how's it going? Good. How are you, Rob? Very good. So we're here on Wednesday. Things are setting up. Your tent's ready to go. Mechanics in place. you already got plenty of work on. So it's obviously hotting up right now. Um, are you expecting to have, be pretty busy the next few days? It'll be a strong build-up to the race. We've got a big number of people, lots of 70.3, and a reasonably, reasonably sized Ironman field. So we're looking forward to... All the regular uh, nerves and tension. Well, as, as we heard yesterday in uh, the podcast episode, there's 2,600 athletes across both races, so uh, might be a few tyres being pumped up. We'll pump a couple up in the morning, we'll probably <laughs> yeah. uh, burn up a couple of pumps and a couple of O-rings, it'll be out the door. Go get some good biceps. We will. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about this bike course. Broadens Road is, is Ironman New Zealand through and through. It's It's been here for years and years, we all know it, but there are some new features within this course now in the way of getting out to Broadens Road and out towards the back of uh, Reparo, there's an obviously a new section. So what are these people going to notice when they first get out of the water, jump on the bike? What's the first thing that's going to hit them? First thing is, the best thing, is it's not a Napier Taupo Hill, so it's not Correct. a crushing hill to start the program <laughs> off. So as you head up Rifle Range, it's actually a really nice, steady climb with a couple of little false flats. And once you get off that and head up, it's heading up to the bridge at Centennial where the motorway pops over, that's probably for me. That's probably one of the parts you want to focus on. Spar Road. Yep, Spar yeah. Road, and get a, get across it nice and cleanly, right to the top yeah. of the racetrack. One thing I find over that little section is the road's quite dead. It's quite heavy chip going under that motorway bridge, and you may be looking at your power, 
but if you're looking at average speed or your speed at the time it will just drop right away and you're on the flat it's a false flat rough chip just don't worry about it just get through that section yeah it does improve that's a that's just a deal with the process of the day that's one of the coolest parts you're just going to have to say this is all i got right now mm. we'll make it up or it'll come back to you as you head down the course heading towards reparole don't get out of the saddle and try and hump it over that section because no. it's not going to pay you no there's no it's 600 watts over the top of the hill <laughs> program here to get get across the top of that it's just steady she goes make the most of your opportunity to get a bit of water and maybe start maybe start having something to eat yeah the next part that's going to come is as you go past the racetrack you, you hit this long long downhill and it really does stretch for a long way and and i see that as a great opportunity to start thinking about your feeling for the day start taking in your your fluids and maybe starting eating a bar because you've you've had that opportunity to ride into it up the first part of the climb but as you're going down and you're in your aero bars you might as well do something with your time eh? i mean yep you've been pushed the whole way it's a great opportunity you can either hammer down the first first drop after the racetrack and some people want to get down there quickly and make the most of their opportunity so some people want to tuck down and get a bit lower and try and get a bit more euro some people just cruise down it with a bit of free mileage other people are going to take on some fluid maybe not so confident doing uh, 50 plus with one hand and get mm. the gel out of your pocket but we're going to see a few people euro tucking down there as well i'd say yeah there's a few people <laughs> that definitely want to get down some of the fast age group boys will get uh, they'll get down on the on the chins on the on the armrests yeah yeah cracking 70 80 yeah after that is a long long straight all the way out to Broadlands, yep. really. Heading towards Wairaki. Yeah, so, you know, that's going to go for 15, 20 kilometres, really. Yep. You go through a couple of A stations. Yep. There's always a really neat section at Ohaki Road, an intersection where the crowd come down, and that's quite a quite a vibrant little part of the course, yep. um, just at the point where you're sort of starting to lose concentration. And then you're going to, as you come into Broadlands, you're going to hit the new part that goes around Vale Road, which I, I think's jewel of the crown on this course now it's it's just it's beautiful if you haven't had a chance to check it out you should at least go and drive that part of the course because there's a couple of rollers you've ridden it before ben you know what it's like yep. through there it's a real fun bit of the road it takes you away from the open road the highway type feel and it gets you onto a sort of a slightly narrow bit of road the road is in good condition uh, that part of the road it's got a little like bob said it's got a couple of little humps in it it's got a one-way bridge so you need to mm. be keeping your eyes open there might be a service car or two on that loop so you know there'll be a little bit of local movement but there'll also be plenty of opportunity on the nice smooth roads to just roll right up to your power numbers and just sit there and make it work mm. for you and you pop out on uh, broadlands road about 2k from repro yep lift big yeah. lift so you're gonna pull right up make it nice and easy and then so, you've got a couple of k's down the road yeah and before you know it you're on your way back to Taupo. yep so i find coming back from repro it's an unusual thing because it's a c-shaped course so you're going to get a little bit of wind from behind, you're going to get a bit of wind from the side, and you're going to get wind from, from in front. And I expect it to come from anywhere, any direction, any time. It's the nature of this course. It's, it's very flat, but it's very exposed in parts. There are a couple of little punchy bits. You might have to be out of the saddle just rolling over the top of some of these little climbs and, and be really aware of gearing up there because it might only be 10 or 15 seconds long, but if you push over it in too big gear, that can really hit you later on. Yeah, the return leg is definitely more thought required than the out leg, and it's just a case we see a lot of people getting stuck. Big ring, turning big numbers in heavy gears, and we often look at them and think, well, if they took it, took a couple of gears off and went in the middle small chain ring, that'd definitely make their yeah. life easier, and they'd recover quicker once they got to the top of the lump. No one should be afraid of the small chain ring on a false flat. Not off a road. Road. <laughs> no, small chain ring is often your best friend and a lot of people don't like to do it but uh, later yeah. on the day the end of lap two small chain ring is your best buddy yeah i actually think that lap one going coming back from river 
it can define your day. It'll either make it or break it. If you're patient and if you're careful and smart and you're fueling well, you're gearing well, you're gonna have a great day second time around. If, if you're not, if you're getting a little bit too excited, then it could be a difficult one for you. Okay, I'm just going through post-production editing and I realize that Ben and I missed out talking about a very important part of this course. I don't know what we were thinking, so my apologies, but here we go. So the bit that we didn't talk about was the main climb coming back from Referoa back up towards the racetrack. So it's about seven kilometers long. The experienced athletes would have done this before. They'll know all about it. The first time is you probably may not have seen it. You may have driven the course, which would be great, but if you haven't, there's some things you you should go into understanding. So <laughs> the course, the, the climb is marked. When you go down a little, a little descent, cross a bridge, and then you come up the other side, and that's basically where the climb back to the racetrack starts. It starts off with about a K to a K and a half of fairly gradual, fairly easy riding. But one thing you will notice is that if the prevailing wind is the typical wind that we see in Tapo, which tends to be a westerly, west nor'wester, you're going to start turning into the headwind as you come up that first in the climb. And that gets a little bit difficult. It's a false flat. You feel like you're on the flat, but you're still going uphill. There is a section where uh, you, you may you may be going up the hill having a tailwind, which is great because that can obviously give you a bit of a lift. But we don't see tailwinds too often in this part of the course. As you press that first section, you have a long straight before you um, hit the next key part of the hill, which again is about the similar length at the similar gradient, but then it kicks up into about 500 meters, slightly steeper, and this is where you may be out of the saddle just climbing to get over the top part. It's not long and it's not steep, but it's just at a point of the course where um, you've been climbing for quite a long time and your legs begin to feel a little bit tight. As you crest this, it's still a little bit of a false flat, but noticed, the most noticeable thing is you'll be turning more into the headwind, again if it's the typical prevailing wind, and then you have a long, long stretch before you get to um, the corner at View Road, um, and that then goes into another third climb, which is similar to the first one, it's actually between the first and the second climbs in gradient and in length. And this is the one that takes you up to the racetrack. This is the last one that you sort of need to drag yourself over before you get the descent down into back into town. So you'll find as you come up towards the racetrack that the road surface gets, gets a little bit rougher as well. So that can sap your legs a little bit more. And then as you get up past the racetrack, you have a long stretch on a flat. But unfortunately, this tends to be a bit of a headwind as well. So. You may have got up the hills reasonably, um, reasonably well, but just keep in mind that there is a long um, false flat uh, once you crest over at, race, at the racetrack. But once you crest that last part of the hill, then, you, then you're down into the descent back down Spar Road. Uh, so that's about seven kilometres of climbing, but it's not steep. It's just long, gradual, and possibly into a headwind. Now as we come down into, we, we come straight past the racetrack, all the way down Spa Road to Mero Street, mm -hmm. um, and loop around the back of Taharipa Road to Lake Terrace. Yep. Steep downhill. Big Very downhill. Super careful down there. Yep. I mean, the forecast is good, so we're not really going to have wet roads, but there is a right hander at the bottom, which, which can be a little bit tricky if you're coming too hot. But, you know, there'll be enough conage around to know that that's coming up. Yep. 
there's normally a couple of guys at uh, 70.3 this year. They had a couple of big burly fellas waving flags at everybody, <laughs> and that, that definitely puts uh, the brakes on. I think they were basically 200 meters out and then 100 meters out. Right. And so you can almost use them as brake markers because as you arrive at that big right hander, you can't really see it until you until you're close mm. closer to it. Just before that, actually, I remember there's a little roundabout which which can which can catch people out as well, just just on Tarepa Road. So just be careful on those little technical sections through town. You know, it's not straight back into to the lake. No, it's not a it's not a, a brainless, mindless run. The other thing to remember is there'll be spectators, kids, crossings, dogs, dogs, people with shopping trolleys. It's not more than France. No, yeah. no two France bike ride dog crashes. But you do have to have your brain in gear and be really looking forward. You don't bury your head and think, oh, I'm in a, in a buried off area, I can just go for it. You really yeah. need to keep your eyes open and be Smart. ready for anything. Second time around, people are going to be heading out. Same sort of emotions as you had in the first time, but you've been going for a few hours by now. So fatigue's going to be a, starting to be a factor. And right now is when you really need to be nailing that fuel um, and pacing as well. Yeah. Big, the big difference really is you're not going to be dropping down Centennial Drive and coming up Private Road, so that takes out quite a decent climb. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to, this is going to make the course a lot faster than the previous one. It's a more consistent course now. It's got a yeah. It's got a better feel to it. Yeah, because as you get over that, over by the racetrack, you're straight down again. Yep. Same deal going out all the way out, all the way back, but. By that time, the wind is likely to be picking up. Yep. It's too far out now to make a f real forecast on it, but we've actually got a, a meteorologist friend tomorrow on our podcast who's going to talk about the weather prediction, and it might give you a bit of an idea of what to expect. But I always ex hope for the best and expect the worst. And if you're a strong cyclist, you should be hoping for a little bit of breeze. Yes, yep. <laughs> you want a bit of breeze because it, it, it adds it, that uh, balance to your bike ride instead of just a flat, still ride. Mm. It's all gas, where this is, requires a bit of thought, and you can make good time up in the right sections, and you're going to have to give away a little bit when the wind's not not uh, being a good friend to you. Yeah, and let's not forget it's an Ironman, you've still got to run a marathon, so... Yeah. It's always always in the back of your mind, your whole program, your whole bike ride, is to get off fresh and think about going, putting your running shoes on going for a run in the afternoon. Too true. So, I think we've covered everything off there. The road's in good nick, yeah. both directions, probably one of the cleanest courses we've seen for a long long time as far as roadworks and and rough mm. roads mm. We've, both of us have ridden the course recently and it's in uh, it's in really good nick so i'm happy yeah. with a lot of the roading conditions and in 11 years of racing ironman here and i have no idea how many 70.3s in this course i've never had a flat tire no. so there's no reason why you should be worried about flat tires if your tires in good condition and you've fitted the tubes really well properly then yep you should be pretty you should be safe just keep smart don't don't ride over sharp things yeah stay away from the white line like hard left that's yeah. probably where the most of the rubbish is going to be and yeah in, in behind that white line that's really good advice okay thanks very much ben good luck for the next few days and uh, hopefully there's not too many dramas we'll sort them out <laughs> yeah. thanks for your time rob <laughs> thanks. appreciate it. See it Check out our website at foottrafficcoaching.com. We have a whole heap of information on there for you to check out about our training plans. And we will also put a link to our race training and race tips email series in the show notes. So check that out. Anyway, thanks very much.